0: to talk about the Parsha of M.O. tonight a little bit, or a little bit of the Parsha. I wanted to thank Barbara and Howard Wetstein uh, for dedicating this sheer I remember fondly my stay with them in Los Angeles. And I'm not sure that I'll be able to do that again, but memories are good. Um, I like to talk about the story that we learned at the end of the parish of Emor, which begins with the words Vayetze, Vayetze, and it's sort of like in the middle of things. It's a beginning, but Rashi correctly asks, what is Vayetze from? Where did he go from? Where, what, how do you start a story in the middle of a sentence? But well, let's read the Pasuk first. Ben Isha Yisraeli. We know him. His mother was a Yisraelite. His mother was a Jewess. Vuhu ben ish But he is also the son of a non-Jew who is called Ish-Mitzri, an Egyptian man. Betoch b'nei Yisrael, it was he lived, this man who was the son of a Jewish mother and a non-Jewish father, Betocht B'nei Yisrael. So in terms of the halachic position, you would think that he was obviously Jewish. Obviously Jewish. ba They had a disagreement. They fought with each other. They were not able to get along. Who? Ben a yisraelit yisraeli So in the manner of Torah storytelling, when you come close to a problem of Lashon uh, HaRa, the Torah tries to avoid telling us all the information we might be interested in. They had a fight in the camp. Then a Yisraelit Visha the son of the Yisraeli woman, and a man who was the son of a of a Jew. So this pasuk uh, tells us a lot, but leaves out a lot. And Rashi is going to make up for some of what we feel we are missing in the story. So Rashi starts off Rashi says straight to it there's Rashi where where did he go from what does Yetze? say how can you start off the story with the word Vayetze Rabbi Levi Omer he left his world which might be another way of saying he left his ultimate reward. He did something so terrible that the only way to measure it is with the word Vayetze. He went out of, he went out of all the things that he might have received. He went out of all the world that he was living in. That's Yatza, interpretation number one. Rabbi Berechi Omer me parash challa yatsa.
1: from the from the matter
0: that was discussed above from the matter that was discussed above what is the matter that was discussed above the showbread the showbread on the shulchan on the shulchan on the table the bread was brought every week new bread so, that you kind of set it up,
1: put it out on the table
0: every week, Yom HaShabbat. So, along comes this clever fellow, this person who's Ben Isha Yisraelit. He says, We all know about kings. Kings were very popular people in those days. Everybody had one. And Derek amelech. he says, the way of the king is, bekol yom. To eat fresh bread every day. Not like us. They didn't put it in the freezer and take it out and eat it and defrost it. But they had fresh bed every day. O Shema. O Shema is it, Possible that they ate pats on then it cool off or oh, like warm, semi-warm bread Sheltishayamim that is there, there for nine days with Tmiya. So this means that this this fellow was looking around and he said there's something wrong with the way the Torah construes the Beit HaMikdash. Because one of the things in the Beit HaMikdash was the bread that was brought and that stayed for a week. And after that week, new bread was brought and the Kohanim were able to eat the bread after nine days. So he said, Go back a line. Go back a line. Fresh bread, new bread, special bread, every day. Did you ever hear of a king eating uh, uh, bread that was not so well prepared? Nine days old, bitmia
1: So somehow it was
0: theological. I mean, in the sense that the Torah is supposed to represent God's will. And that's like something that we look forward to. Look forward to accepting the Torah as the representative of God's will and following that will. And here is the
1: this person. He said,
0: God is minimally the king of the world. How is God preparing a meal that no king in his right mind would participate in, Bitmiah. So he says, Yetz'ah Ligleg Ve'amar. He left the category. He left what category? The people who accepted the Torah at Sinai. He left that group. He was no longer part of it. He found the flaw
1: in the in the system,
0: in the Torah. Umatnitin amra a third opinion, right? Remember the first opinion is me'olamu yetzah, he gave up his future, his, the world, rabberech yo'amar, that uh, he found a flaw in the Torah's concept of the Beit HaMikdash, the kohanim, the Beit HaMikdash, the showbread, the lechem Ha-Panim. Finally, finally, matnita amra. There's a b'rita that says, "Bibet Moshe yatsa That this guy was in the Beit Din, in the Beit Din with Moshe Rabbeinu, and he lost. Whatever it was that he was that he was adjudicating, uh, he lost. He lost the case. What was it? He came, he
1: came
0: to take a place in the camp designated as Machaned Dan, the place of the Dan Knights. So they said to him, why are you here? Who said you're a Danite? Amalahem, Ibn Danani. He said to them, I'm one of the sons of Dan, meaning my father came from the tribe of Dan. Amalahem, Ibn Danani. Ani. So they said to him, He shall diglobo tot levetavatam, deep." He shall dig low, beotot in a dago, the the flag, levet avotam that goes to the father, levet avotam k'tiv. Okay, we'll see what that means. Nachnas leveti not shall Moshe, be yatzam mechuyav, yatzam mechuyav. He was he, he was not granted access to the land. The encampment of the tribe of Dan, which meant that he wasn't really part of the
1: the tribe of Dan.
0: Okay, I mean, I I explained the Rashi the way we might explain it, but you remind you, I remind you of the pasuk. He says, Oh, let's take the third interpretation. He left the Beit of Moshe Rabbeinu. Right? He is a Ben Ish Mitzri Betuch Bnei Yisrael Vayinatzu B'machaneh Bnei Yisraelit Veish HaYisraeli
1: Vayikov Bnei HaYisha HaYisraelit
0: Patsuk Yud Aleph Sukyat Aleph, you see, this is going to run into difficulty here.
1: By Ben Haisha,
0: Haisha and he cursed the son of the Yisrael woman. But again, in modern times, he would be considered Israeli. Et Hashem, vayikov,
1: vayikalel,
0: and he cursed. Vayavihu oto el Moshe, vayavihu oto el Moshe, and that this was considered to be a major transgression. Vayavihu oto el Moshe, and again, b'sheim imo. His mother's name was Shlomit bat really Le-Matei-Dan. So who was the matei Dan? That was his mother. So Rashi says, you see the, back to the Rashi. He wanted to live with the Danites. Meaning my mother is one of the Danites. Amrulo ish baotot avotam No, you're not. You're not one of the. You're not the son of your mother. You're the son of your father. And since your father is not Jewish, he certainly can't be considered to be a Danite. Ben ish aldiglo baotot. Right, you you grab onto the flag that is your flag. Levet avotam Who is that? Who grabs onto the flag? The one who is, who has a father. So there's a story behind the story. Obviously, this person thought that he had a case. If he didn't think he had a case, he wouldn't have done it. Wouldn't have. Because he knew that he lost more than you think. He stood up and he thirsted.
1: And then it says again. Again.
0: Ben Ishmitri, Mitzri, you see the Pasuk? Ba'ikov ben Aisha Israelita to T'shem yeah, we were telling more share, but meat
1: Ben Ish-Mitzri, see the Rashi Ben Ish-Mitzri? I'm still in that
0: first Pasuk, Ben ish that's him. Hu ha-Mitzri shah Moshe. Hu mitzri Moshe, okay. Everything connects to everything else. Betolk b'nei Yisrael melamei shenit This, I think, is important.
1: It was they having
0: trouble figuring out who's related to whom exactly. machaneh, they fought to each other. These two with each other. These two people, aliskeha machaneh. Oh, they were fighting about the machaneh. I mean, they went first. They went to because of the fight that he had. Byinatzuba machaneh pasuk yisraelit yisraeli. They they fought, what were they fighting about? They were fighting about a place, about the Machane v'ayinatzu rashi, says, Machane. They were fighting about the Israeli v'yishay Yisraeli. The one who was opposite him, the one who fought with him.
1: Shemicha bo
0: mita he tried to prevent him from setting up his tent in that place. In that place. Again, pasuk yud aleph, shame. He cursed the God that shame. Veikaleil, ve'yaviro told Moshe. He continued to curse and he brought them to Moshe Shlomit Dan. So I guess now we sort of have it straight. His mother was Jewish. She came from the Machaneh of the tribe of Dan. He, the son, who was the son of an Egyptian man, but a woman who came from the tribe of Dan, tried to uh, be accepted into the tribe of Dan but he was rejected by the court of Moshe Rabbeinu and then rejected by another person who fought to keep him to keep him out of uh out of the 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 uh tribe of Dan the the flag of Dan the post says they fought in the camp Rashi the person who tried to stop him that he tried to prevent him from setting up his tent in that area the area given to uh, to the tribe of Dan
1: uh <laughs> Again,
0: V'aikov ben Aisha Yisraelit et Hashem, V'aikhalel, a otel Moshev. It's <laughs> yi emotional meat, but they really made it done. Pasuk Yud Bet, well, I'm sorry, Pasuk Yud Aleph, Yud Aleph, V'aikov ben Aisha, A Yisraelit, V'aikov, Rashi says, Rashi says, Baikov. Baikov. Kitargumo, you know that Rashi often accepts the translation of unculus as being the last word, actually. And Rashi even has the special lingo. He says, Kitargumo. Check the targum, he says. The targum says, Piresh, Parish. That's the word Parish is to. It's like the Hebrew word mifarash perfectly clearly. "Parish she nakav sheim amiyuchad nakat." He used the "sheim ha-miyuchad the special name of God, and cursed. So you always had this kind of feeling, like what happened? What was it that? That was such a big uh, a problem. all, he was at Har Sinai. He heard Hakadosh Baruch Hu giving the Torah. It's hard for us to imagine. I always say, boy, if I was at Har Sinai, I wouldn't have any problem. Well, you know, I mean, I have a problem. Whatever problem I have is because I'm not at Har Sinai. But being at Har Sinai, there we have the Torah full of people who are at Har Sinai who are not clear about about things. He used the intelligence received at Sinai in order to deny the authority of HaKadosh Baruch Hu That's what we call it, Rashi says. It's the name of names, the ultimate name of God, the name that cannot be exchanged for any other Sheshama Shamami Senai. Shabay Khalel. My view told Moshe, Vishaymi Mo, like a, a postscript. Vishaymi Mo, Shlomit Bati Vri, the Mateitan. So here we see that she is from Mateitan. Vishaymi so Mo, as she says, Shlomit Bati Vri. Shibhanshah Yisrael Shaper Semah Katubla, so. In other, in other words, Raji says, how come all of a sudden we have to know her name? Like what difference does it make to me what her name is? She had relations with a, with a non-Jew. She had a child. Whatever whatever comes from that comes from that. I have to know what her name is. I mean, I'm not going to name my grandchildren after Shlomit Madhivri. I mean, I don't have to know. So, so Rashi says, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes it looks bad, but it really could be positive. Lomar She was the only one. They knew her name. They knew her name. And therefore, it sort of like looks good for Am Yisrael. Looks good for Am Yisrael. Shlomit. Why do they call her Shlomit? Why do they call her Shlomit? The Havat Pet peta, Shalom 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 She was a uh, a talker.
1: She went around talking. Uh,
0: how are you? How are things? <laughs> how are you? Plural. B'fat petot b'dvarim shu'elat b'shalom hakol. So explains she uh, she uh, talked a lot. Shu'elat Bishalom hakol. She asked everybody how they were doing. She didn't let anybody alone. So that was the cause of her downfall. Bat vidrei that shlomit. Dabrani She was a talker she spoke to everybody, Levika and that was the source of her downfall. Source of her downfall. Okay, i not to get involved in, in, in that, but you, you understand that Rashi is relating to the fact that we don't have to know her name. It doesn't really enhance the story to know the name of the person who allowed herself to become pregnant from a non- jew I mean you know whatever you think about it it's uh it's something that we didn't need in the story, so Rashi gives it a twist and he says it was very uh very much uh, uh positive it was very much positive even though she herself talked too much and had uh, had uh, too many too many occasions to speak to others. But uh, eventually, the fact is that we knew her name because she was the only one who did that. The Mate Dan. The Mate Dan. Magid shah Sharesha goreim Ginailo. That evil causes a bad reputation. Ginailo Aviv. It's a bad reputation for his father. And Ganiel leshivto, and Ganiel leshivto, and it's bad for the entire tribe. Kiyotzebo, Oliav, Ben Achisamach There's another member of the Dan tribe, and that's El who was the helped Betsalel to build the Mishkan. Aliyav, about Aliyav, it says, Ben Achisamach Samach, Vematei Dan. Shevach he was the opposite person. He was the person who brought a praise to himself, to his father,
1: and to his tribe. We'll finish,
0: I'll finish up, it says in Yud Yudbet v'ayinichu v'mishmar, the first lehem al pi Hashem. Rashi, singular levado. That's what Rashi says. Velohe nichehu, nichehu There was another person who was put into jail for the same reason that they didn't know exactly what to do with him. ayub They were at the same time. Rashi says that Mikoshesh the one who did nolacha and Shabbat, and the mechallel, the they were the same time. they knew that the mekoshesh who denied a prohibition that related to Shabbat will be, they knew what his, what his punishment was. Mita she'neemar yumat but it was not clear to them which is the uh, uh, proper or the, the the way of killing him which is the bodle kaklamar kiloprash maye ase kiloprash ons lobo is vai ase who omel frochla in love. Okay, so here Rashi gets us into another kind of problem. He says, you know, the, the, the Rambam says, or the Rambam points out that there are two kinds of Torah Shabal Pek. What we call Torah Shabal Torah Shebikhtav, Torah she What's Torah so, so the Raman points out this is every word that is written, everything in the Torah, that's Torah Shebikhtav, that's the written Torah. But anything that's written has to be explained because every word has a multiple, multiple meanings. And because every word has multiple meanings, there are sometimes even multiple meanings that you don't know about, that you haven't learned yet, you haven't understood, so that every line of Torah Shabbik includes Torah Shabal There's got to be Torah Shabal In order to steer yourself right, you need a GPS in the Torah. Otherwise, you could just say things that don't mean anything and don't really connect, and we call that the Torah Shabal of the Torah Shabihtab. Then there's another Torah Shubalpe, add-ons, expansions, uh, uh, new material, new ideas, new things that that uh, that we understand, that we can't always distinguish between one kind of Torah Shubalpe and the other kind of Torah Shumalpe, but we know that they exist. So here you have an example, Rashi mentions to us that when they came to two sinners, that are mentioned in the Torah. One is the Mekosh'i Sim, the one who collected the wood on Shabbat. This is the Mekosh'i Sheitzim and the other is the Mekalel, the one who cursed, that we didn't know exactly what to do with them. The Torah Sheba was lacking. The Torah Sheba was lacking. Uh, maybe that means something. Maybe it means that the Torah itself was not, did not think that we need this information in the desert. But in any event, we learned, when it comes to the Mechosh Hashetzim, we learned what the death penalty, what kind of death penalty it was. When it came to Mechosh Hashetzim, we learned what it was that he was supposed to, what, what his punishment would be. What his punishment would
1: be. finally finally
0: shavish loben betu made done baye ne khuba mishmar the first rmpshm we put him in jail or we put him in a place we could watch over him and then lefo the first rmpshm to explain it basuk yit gimlo ve the basham moshelim more hotse et ha makal elmi hotzla machane Take this Mekalel outside of the Machaneh, outside. What does it have to do with uh, the Mekalel outside of the Machaneh? All the people who are listening should put their hands on his head. That sort of, that's a kind of a way of connecting. When you put your hands on somebody's head to give them a blessing or to encourage them, then you're connecting yourself to them and and the Pasuk says Ragmu and you stone him. Ragmu Right
1: Rashi Eile
0: right? The shamim the witnesses who came to attest to the fact that he did it. You yourself are guilty, and uh, your your blood is your responsibility. We don't have anything to do personally with your death. You sort of killed yourself. You caused this to happen. We say From here we learn the principle that a shaliach appointed by a person Shaliach
1: is uh, a kamoto that the shaliach takes the place of the mishaleach okay so we can uh, before we unpack it uh, yeah okay it's true it's true i mean that there are uh,
0: yeh les pasut is a pasut that zay bin okev shem motu mat so this is a general principle if you curse the name of god you are liable to death ragum yu the mo bo you'll stone him gageka as as rach ben yumat agar or an asrach right that's the story that we're talking
1: about, that we're talking about. So,
0: uh, if you have to unpack a little bit, if unpack the story a little bit, I would like to mention, I don't want you to to forget it. That there are two other psukim that you have to remember. One pasuk is mekalel avivi imo our story is about somebody who cursed God here and and his his punishment is death, and here in Tshmot per Mishpatim, it says Motyumat. right Rashi says, Rashi says, "Lo the omer ish ish ahe only Ella Isha Kilele David, which Akilele David Aminayin. Rashi's learning it like uh, like the Gemara would learn it. Mikalel Aviv, right? Ish Ish Asher Yikalel. It's another pasuk, right? Yikalele David. Only Ella Ish. What about Isha? Talmud Lo Ma Mikalel Aviv VeImos Nam Ben Ishu Ben Isha. There's no difference if it's a man or a, or a woman. lama ish The reason that the ish is mentioned in the pasuk of Ayikra is Lotsi to exclude the the child that is not punished at, uh, until he grows up. Mojumat yumat Mojumat means stoning nemar every place that the blood of the victim is mentioned, biskila. It's always skila. Where it says damavbo, it means kill him with Skila. binyanavla Right? But to another pasuk which has both of these babikalela, bibhimo namar, And one more pasuk. Pasuk pericapasuk tet, ki ish, ish, ashei kaleleta vive de mo, motyumat avivy imo, kilelda mabbo. Okay. So, in other So one Pasuk says, the posuk in shmot says, kale la vivi imo, motyumat. And now a posuk says, ki ish ishei kalela vive de mo, the same kind of phrasing, same kind of phrasing. So why is it that, if we know that the m'kalele et imo gets uh, his punishment why did we have to have so much difficulty in figuring out what the m'kalele et Hashem should get? Wouldn't you imagine that cursing God is worse than cursing your father or your mother? I mean, what was the uh, what's the takeaway? What am I supposed to understand? I read Moshe Rabbeinu had difficulty in figuring out what the punishment for the mekalal was. Okay, I could say for Moshe Rabbeinu, you had to know it. It wasn't enough to think it or to uh, assess it in some way. You had to actually, you had to actually know it. All right, okay, I understand that.
1: But what is it?
0: How is it possible that we know that Mekalel Aviv is Mot And we don't know what the Mekalel HaShem, which certainly sounds a lot worse. Uh, we don't know what their, his punishment, his
1: punishment might be. Let me just mention the Nitziv. The At the end of the Nitsiva, Yesha Odlulam Deinu. The We
0: we can understand that Bikaleel Afakapshe no makir la aviv ulimo Share Nignavinimkar. That's what it says in the previous pasuk. What happens if somebody is stolen? So the Chazal said, well, that must be the Aviv Imo that is stolen. In other words, he says, whoever my parents might be, I want to to curse them, because they were not with me. They didn't take care of me. They didn't help me to grow even in spite of the fact, this is something that I derive from the fact that it says, below everyone would say that would be very, very personal. that's impersonal, he's not there, his parents are not there. They don't know each other. Ainu shehu, ainu shehu, ain maskiram bishmam. He doesn't even mention their name. He doesn't know their names. They were stolen. He was stolen as a as a boy, and they were stolen. Hello, Amer, Avi veimi. He says they should be cursed.
1: They should be cursed.
0: So the klala, the idea of a klala is, according to the to the nizim, the idea of the Klala is to take apart the relationship. Take apart with a relationship when Akarishbokhu let us in on the greatest secret of all, the name of Akharishboku. And somebody comes to deny that. Deny that relationship, deny that gift, using it against the relationship. Because what is a klala? A klala means I think there's another authority. There's somebody else who can direct things. There is a different kind of power in the world that has to be noted. And therefore, that power, that power gives me the authority to curse God. To do something that is today, I think, kind of unthinkable. And, and somehow, somehow, according to the to this Ntsiv, the, the father and mother, even if the father and mother have disappeared, even if they no longer exist, they are somehow uh, uh, tied with a strong bond to their child. They they the child, uh, the son who curses, he, he does it because because I mean, he feels that his parents have not uh, loved him in a proper manner. They have not achieved for him what he had hoped that they might. He, he wants to cut them off. He wants to deny the connection. He wants to take it away. And that metaphorically is what cursing God is about. Cursing God is about—it's not fair. Here, here he is, this uh, the cursor of Parashat uh, Imar. I mean, what is he? What is he trying to avoid? He he wants he wants to be let in. He wants a place in the in the shavit uh, of Dan, but he's not a Danite. He he doesn't deserve that. He he shouldn't get that. And in the Beit Din of Moshe Rabbeinu, it was made clear to him that he's not one of those people. He's not a person who can, who's, going to get, uh, who's going to get any kind of leniency because he's able to say that he's from the tribe of, of Dan. Uh, it's To us, it seems a, a little radical that the people who are closest to God have the opportunity to do the greatest transgressions, kind of Nadava view, you know, story. And we're talking about, we're talking about a world in which God is very available. People, people not only pray to God, but but speak to God. There's an ongoing, an ongoing effort to understand the Torah. I mean, it just just keeps going on and on. And even Moshe Rabbeinu participates in that effort. And luckily for us, Moshe Rabbeinu did that. I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu showed us that there were things that he didn't understand and had to reconvene with God to find out what the exact psaq was. Because after all, it's difficult. Even if you have the Torah perfect perfectly copied down, and then you have the Torah Shavalpeh of the Torah Shavichta, you still might be able to say, "I know that the uh, that the uh, I know that the mekalel, that the one who cursed, I mean, I know uh, that he is going to get the death penalty, but I don't know how. I don't know what is what sort of death penalty he is supposed to be given. So I have to find out. I mean, there's no way to find that out without consulting directly with heaven. But it turns out that uh, there can be a lacuna in your understanding. It doesn't matter how many, how well you've learned, how close you are to the Torah. You can make a mistake and you've got to know that you can look for Andre into the Torah Shabbat of the Torah Shabbat in order to make it possible to say you did what you have to do in order to get the proper interpretation. Okay,
1: have a good Shabbos. You too, thank thank you. Thank you, Rabbi.